In today's episode, we talk about how our first few weeks in Los Angeles have been. Enjoy. somebody podcast be somebody billions <laughs> welcome to the new intro welcome oh today's sponsor God. is columbia columbia coffee shout out to columbia coffee be somebody podcast be somebody billions today is june 23rd i think of yeah i was right June 23rd, 2022. I'm looking at a lemon tree right now. What the fuck is going on? That's actually an orange tree. Looking at an orange tree right now. Guys, what's up? <laughs> it's been a minute. Has it? It has. Because the last time we made and published an episode, we were... Oh, yeah. We were, we we were, were still ro- in... We were on a rooftop. Oh, yeah. We were in a rooftop. You're right. I thought we were still in Europe. Still in New Mexico. And, yeah, still in New Mexico because we're no longer there. We talked a little bit the last episode about uh switching it up changing the scenery and changing the pace of pretty much everything in our lives and that uh has taken us to another episode welcome (laughs) (laughs) it's not that deep i feel like we're just we're just we're just continuing the the rhythm of the last four episodes and just going through changes, you know? It's not that deep, but I want it to be deep because this is something, this means a lot to me. This doesn't mean that much to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm in LA, goddammit. How's, uh, how's your day going? So far, so good. You really want to kick it off on what the fuck we're doing today? <laughs> Today hasn't been a good day. How Actually, today it? has been a wild it's day. Been a, it's been yet another interesting day, and things are happening, and we're we're in touch with with new people, and new opportunities, and <laughs> in a new place. Are we trying to talk about our highs and lows of this week? <laughs> it's been more than just a week, though. It's been almost almost a month for you, and a little over two weeks for me. Yeah. So. We're in an apartment in Chinatown. <laughs> Definitely, uh, you know, something, a little landing pad. What would you call it? Like a, the spot for the month. And we've been here for, and because been here since the first, right? Yeah. First of the month. I've been here since the seventh. I think that's the day that I arrived. The seventh. And coming from Santa Fe to here, about 12 hours. It's supposed to be longer, but... Your boy did it in 12. <laughs> I did it in 11, but, you know, who's keeping track? <laughs> yeah, but considering that I stopped so many more times than you did, I think I had the superior drive. I think <laughs> I did, so that I only stopped once. Well, you know, I had to stop a little more. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was fucking, it was a trip. It was a trip. And I knew it was going to be a trip, but I wasn't exactly prepared for it. You know what? It was kind of a chill drive. You know, I feel like a lot more could have happened. On the drive than it actually than it did. 
and it was pretty straightforward. Like I just fucking put it in drive, hit the gas, and Drove. straight arrow, straight arrow all the way there. Stop yeah. for gas. Stop for some food. Uh, stopped because my fucking sandwich fell in my lap mid highway going like eighty. <laughs> <laughs> I had to pull over because that shit got. St- <laughs> I'll tell I'll tell the story in a little bit, but yeah, man. Damn, how do you feel? The transition. I feel like I don't know. You you talk a little bit about it because you've been here longer. Like what's <laughs> going on? You say it's not like um, deep, but like just talk about it. So Why I guess it's pretty Why obvious. Podcast right now. Chill, I'm getting. <laughs> This is pretty obvious, you know, we're we're in Los Angeles right now. It's not pretty obvious because you can't really tell, can't but, really tell but we're in Los Angeles <laughs> right now. Um, yeah, I feel like I came out here for a film because I had a film lined up out here. Um, we. What's this we? We had a film lined up. Okay, uh, I had a film lined up. Um, I, I have a film lined up. Um, so that's why I'm out here in LA right now. I'm working on... I can't really say, but I'm working on this film. <laughs> uh, but it's cool because it's in. we're shooting West Hollywood, which is technically my first film ever in Hollywood. You know? Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, we're out here. It feels good. To be honest, like I feel like you and I are different wavelengths. I'm very much just kind of like, you know, like. Well, think about that. You know, why exactly do you feel like it's just another? Because hmm. I feel like for me, it's like, it's just like, continuing my like my like it's just another film. You know, like it's like, doesn't really mean anything. No, I mean, I, I, will, like, I, city, I will. I will. I will say. Lifestyle. I will say that, I. Cause when I when I first came out here, the first week I was here, I, and the and for context, those of you who don't know, I work in the film industry. When I arrived, I went straight to uh, shout out to La Leaf, which is the Latino International Film Festival in Los Angeles. It was happening that week, and I went to go volunteer because I've always heard about it from other people that have been in it and just some of the organizers from previous years they were part of it and they, they talked a lot about it so you know i wanted to be part of it and check it out so i volunteered you know not very much knowing what would happen what i would be expecting um but it was a blast it was an eye-opening experience because i think it was the first time i've been in quote-unquote like a film industry surrounding and everyone around me is like latino and like speaking spanish and excited and interested about the specific about the industry but also specifically about like latino industry and talking about like making stories representing our perspective and in spanish and and all this and it's just something i've never been exposed to coming from from you know new mexico where you know it's just kind of like whatever comes to new mexico is what we do you know um, but here's just, it's like endless possibilities, which is like really exciting, really cool. Um, and I met some really cool people, really exciting people. Um, but yeah, it was crazy. Like my first day in, in, in LA was like probably like one of the most wildest first days in LA you could have <laughs> where I arrived, I dropped all my stuff here in this apartment 
and then I went straight to Hollywood Boulevard. And getting there already was a mission, you know, <laughs> traffic and all that, figuring that out. And on top of that, figuring out parking, that's a whole other thing. But I get there, I walk in, and it, it takes place, for those who don't know, in the Chinese theater, like the infamous classic, you know, Los Angeles Chinese theater. Infamous, iconic. Iconic, where all the stars are, like, on the ground, with, like, all these crazy people. That, like, there's a bunch of hands, uh, like, handprints from the cement of, like, famous actors and this, this, and that. Um, so I'm there and I've never been there at all ever. So this is my first time being there, but I'm there to like, you know, my, I'm like, I'm there to work, you know? So I'm like work mode. I go, I, I, uh, start talking to people like, Oh, this is your position. Like, nice to meet you. So, so, and so, and so, so, and this is a life lesson right here. This is, this is a good thing to, to, to take. I, okay. I don't know if I want to say, it. I'm going to say it. who cares? So I was placed in a position that I don't think fully use my skill sets is the best way to put it. Um, well, you just have a lot of industry experience, a master over the years. Yeah. Like going back to square one. Yeah. So I was doing like, I was doing a lot of what you would say busy work, you know? And so I was like, I feel like I could do more stuff. So I went into the, the production office um, it's just like the office where all the heads are, they're all working, like everyone's running around. And I went up to one of like the, the main coordinators and I was like, Hey, listen, <laughs> and this is like, a, this is like a wild thing. Like go up to him. Hey, listen, I'm not just a face <laughs> of like the other, like 30 volunteers. Like, like I'm here. Like I had like, you know, like I'm, I'm your person. Like I got you type of thing. You know, I'm not gonna say exactly what I said. Um, but yeah. And they, it kind of like pulled them to like, gave them like, kind of like a what? Like, who is this talking to me right now? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean, one thing led to another and I just like slowly got more experience, more responsibilities throughout the day. I mean, even throughout like that hour, that first hour, like doing more and more and more. And then like it came to like by the third or fourth hour, I was like the right hand of like the coordinator in, in the, in the production. Mm-hmm. So I was like running around like setting up so many things behind the scenes like running through the red carpet making sure everything's good uh setting up like the this is like crazy too i mean just in general like everyone started arriving for like the first premiere and just like me they shut down like the that whole block for for the festival so me running around through security and like them letting me through and just like it was just like a days where like i was in work mode but also i was like looking down and being like, oh, look, there's uh, Manny Pacquiao's, like, star. Oh, look. And I was like, what am, I, what am I doing right now? I'm, like, in Hollywood Boulevard. And I remember specifically at one point I was running to go grab something, something somewhere. Um, and I look over, and there's, like, in the far distance, you can see the, the Hollywood Hills with the Hollywood sign. And I was just like, damn, I'm in Hollywood right now. <laughs> like, at the Latino International Film Festival, like, running through the red carpet, setting everything up, like making sure we're good, talking to like the the man the production manager of this festival, like seeing uh I saw what's her name? Uh Koshitil Chavez, which is like the that new girl from the new Doctor Strange. Like just like just famous people. Like and I'm pretty good with like quote unquote like t- famous people. I don't freak out or anything. Like I've worked in the industry for a while that it's kinda like, oh, it's someone else, you know? Mm-hmm. But I think it's another scenario when you're in like the red carpet paparazzi's everywhere and just like 
everyone's like wearing tuxedo suits. It's just like whoa, like it gives it like another another like feeling. I don't know. It was it was it was wild, but another level to the starstruck where you yeah. kind of feel like whoa, like look at these. Yeah, people it's like comments. I should be feeling starstruck right now, and yeah. I was just kind of like whoa, but yeah, it's just like a magical event. You know, kind of seeing that. Yeah, like, yeah. I was driving. I was driving on the highway the other night, and I saw spotlights. Mm-hmm. I've never seen spotlights before, like coming up from the ground. They were just like, zzz, yeah, zzz, like you've always seen that, like in like the movies and the cartoons, and right? Like, oh, here comes so and so. Yeah, and the cameras are flashing, and just like, wow, mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah, I want to be in that. <laughs> yeah, no, it's 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 wild. You get a feeling. It's like, oh, whoa, I'm not in Kansas anymore, you know, type of thing. Mm. But you know, it's just so I can stop rambling. By the end of the night. I basically like ended up at the at the like after party where like all the celebrities go and like all like this famous people for like this mixer from like 10 to like 2 a.m. like this like Hollywood after party and I was just there like like helping them but then also like it became more of like you, you can just stay and like you know go mingle and talk and like hang out so I was just kind of like like first of all like blown away I'm like what am I doing right now this is like my first day in LA and I'm like in a Hollywood after party you know seeing all these like crazy people and yeah just that, like out of respect to the industry i'm not gonna like start name dropping or anything not that like it's about like who was there or whatnot but it was just kind of like like whoa just what you were doing yeah really right away do you think it would have played out that way if you hadn't made the decisions that you made early on? oh 100 percent. that's what i'm saying like if i would have just gotten there and been okay like just doing like the busy work like in the corner not really like helping the best i i know i can then i probably would have gone home like after like two hours and yeah that's it you know mm-hmm. but i showed them like why i belonged to be there and like why i'm like invaluable but also because like i just generally like wanted to go out there and like meet people and like start making connections and all that you know and that's one um, of the differences because I, I was saying like that's extremely interesting that you bring that up and i want to break that down because I think if I were in that scenario, you know, I'm already kind of like a nervous person. Like if I just got hired for something, then I want to do, go there and do the job that I'm there to do Mm -hmm. and do it well. But I sometimes have a difficult time, like trying to talk myself up, even though like I know I deserve it and I know that I'm worth it. Yeah. I just have trouble doing that sometimes, I guess, because I don't know, I get shy or whatever the fuck, Mm -hmm. but it's interesting. That scenario is interesting because it comes from authenticity because you're there because you want to be there because you yeah. think this is interesting exactly keep in mind and i was volunteering i wasn't even getting paid no but you're there but you don't care that you're getting paid or not yeah exactly you're there because you're, you're there to make connections you're there to see new things mm-hmm. and you exactly. care about the work that you're doing yeah and people pick up on that you're not like cocky or anything like oh like i've done this right. and like i can really help you out or like trying to right. fucking clout chase you're there because it's real it's yeah. real to you and and i care about like the message the whole institute of like latino stories coming from latino voices it's like that that's why that's why I'm, that's what i want to do you know but like that's you, why do you have any advice for like people that for example maybe that they don't feel that kind of confidence to take it to the next level well i mean first in general like find what you're passionate about and and what you want to do you know like like the whole i mean i would be 100 percent different if i was at a i don't know like not to not to bash on you know i'm not gonna say that actually just on on something that i don't care about you know yeah um yeah you know what actually i'm gonna say who cares it's actually no i'm not gonna say don't but but 
find like what you your realm and your corner like what you like you know if if i was there for you know something a genre that i'm not really drawn to or, or like then it's like i'm not gonna really make the effort to want to put myself out there you know but that being said if i was in that situation i would still put myself out there because you never know who knows who mm-hmm. but that's just an, that's just a, a, a an example but that's always that's always what kind of made the difference for you though yeah yeah i mean in the end of the day it's kind of like that mentality of like especially like in the entertainment industry it's very much like a i don't know if i've necessarily experienced it yet so i could, so I could be like oh yeah that's how it is but it's what you hear you know like it's a very rough industry it's tough it's who you know you know and coming from someone in my background where starting the industry i didn't know anyone and i had to start from scratch to make my connections like you you don't let go on that gas pedal like you you have to work twice as hard as anyone else because you don't have the you know the The benefits of someone else yeah the direct in yeah you don't have an in like you don't know anyone you know and literally that very first day in la i'm not gonna lie and say i don't know anyone in los angeles in hollywood i do know some people because of the films i worked on in new mexico but in this specific situation i didn't know anyone in that organization at all and that's just because like it was a cause i care about I looked it up and I signed up to volunteer because it's something I want to, I want, it's a circle I want to be in, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's just, you know, you got to surround yourself around the people that you admire and you look up to because that type of energy, like you're a product of your, of your environment. And if you're not around the the people you want to grow up to be or you admire, then like, what what are you doing? You know? Cause you, you learn from them. You, you grow, you know? And yeah, I mean, and then that whole week, I, volu- I didn't just volunteer that one day, you know. I wanted to make sure to leave an impact on that organization and talk to the organizers and, like, make sure they remembered me. And so I was there, like, every single day, you know. Yeah. And I made sure that by the end, like, they appreciated me. And I'm not, like, trying to pat my back. Like, I knew by the end they knew who I were, who I was and that they wanted to work with me in the future. And they'll, they'll call me for stuff, you know. Um and overall, I mean, I just kept going back. This was a great experience, you know. It was, like I mentioned, it was it was just cool. Like, well, I think that's one crucial difference because, like, as I mentioned earlier, clout chasing, clout chasing, it's such a fucking funny term. It's very casual, but yeah, it comes from a selfish place. You're doing it because you only see how can I personally benefit from this. You're doing it because you're chasing something that you believe in that right. involves more than just yourself. Right. And you are eager to like well, invite other people and collaborate with other people and, like bring others up i mean just it's like ju- you want to bring yourself up all at the same time of course yeah but it's never just like oh what can you do for me <laughs> right well i mean it's just like more of a deeper thing where it's like and this is a whole other conversation what i'm gonna lean to but it's kind of like the idea of like again do what you want to do because it's not like if we're talking about clout chasing and all this then really it comes down to like once again like i volunteered you know i didn't care like it's not about the money it's not about this or that it's about like what i want to do and like how what i what impact do i want to have on this industry that i care about so much you know i i care about you know the film industry and i and specifically about telling stories about voices have been underrepresented yeah. like how am i going to do that you know i'm not going to do that by staying in a comfortable situation that pays me very well but it has nothing to do with what i'm trying to do you know and I'm not going to, you're not going to just break in and like assume like, oh, one day I'm going to get this opportunity. Like you have to go out there and like find them and look for them, you know? And that goes like having to sometimes do stuff for free, you know, or sometimes having to take a pay cut to be on the cooler project that you care about, you know? But, and something I'm doing with right now, it's that 
you know, there's a potential offer to do not necessarily what I want to do, what we're talking about right now, but I would be basically the assistant to someone that has been doing this for their whole life. That's super experienced here in Hollywood. And, you know, it's it's not at all the, the realm I want to be in, but... Well, similar. I would. It, like it, a, it is similar. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. No, I, by like, by by the realm, I mean like the the genre and the type of specifically the format. Like it's television, and I'm more of a I think film type of person. But it's about you know they can teach me the tr- the ropes and like teach me how to learn everything. That way, then I can you know use all that to then now bring up my community and like make stuff that, that again is what believe. I'm talking about. Yeah, I believe yeah. in you know mm-hmm. and. Yeah, I mean, already like this, and I don't want to get into this whole conversation because I don't, I don't want to go down there. This whole like gatekeeping and like, I mean, there is gatekeeping and all that, but you know, it's this industry is hard, you know, and it's, you know, you have to take, you have to take someone's hand sometimes so they can bring you up, you know. Yeah. And but it's then about then using that to bring other people up, you know. Yeah, hardly anything is done alone. Yeah, exactly. And a part of it is being okay with that, but also there is that difference between showing up. And showing out. Yeah, no, for sure. 100%. Because it's like, yeah, here I am. Yeah. Okay. I'm not going to do anything while I'm here, but I'm yeah. here. And that's not enough. Yeah. No, there's 100%. And this isn't talking. You can't like, force it either. Because if it's fucking fake, then people are going to pick up on that shit too. It's just like, what are you doing? That's why in the first yeah. place, like you said, it's got to be something that you care about. That you're there for. Because you really, really want it. And yeah. you really want to be there. And then from there, it's just like, yeah. Let's get something done. Right. Let's make something we're both proud of. Right. No, I agree with that. Well, because, I mean, that's the thing. Like, at the end of the day, it's like, yeah, it's just like, what are you, what are you trying to do, you know? And it's it, it goes deeper to what makes you happy, you know? And, like, how can I keep growing but stay true to myself and do what I want to do, you know? Because I feel like too many people are okay with being content with being dissatisfied and being uninspired and being you know and and there's different situations the first like life gives you cards sometimes that you have to yeah you you can't get rid of you know your background or this or that or someone that you can't you know that they you have to take care of them you know certain responsibilities that kind of hold you down yeah exactly or i don't know maybe just something different right but it's like something something like if you wanted you if you wanted then then You'll find a way, you know? Where there's a will, there's a way. And it's fucking true. It's trite, but it's true. Yeah. There's a reason why sayings like that have held up like generation after fucking generation. Right. Where there is a will, there is a way. Mm-hmm. Because you're going to find it. Because you're not going to take no for an answer. Yeah. Taking no for an answer, that's defeat. Right. You might as well stay where you are. Yeah. Other and than then, that, no. And there's just so many people that like think that no, you you can't do At this. Least try. You can't do that. Yeah, At exactly. Least At least try. Like it's not. What do you have to lose? You know. And if you really can't, if you're barred from it, move on. Right. That's continuing to like pursue it. The no, the final no is giving up. Right. Don't fucking give up. But that being said, if you don't absolutely like, have like to, it's about like calculated risk, like what we talked about earlier, like. It's about taking a calculated risk and, you know, in a day, like, we we have to have, like, plan Bs and this, this, and that. But the only way to really get to 
get to be able to do make accurate calculations is through experience and through yeah exactly through fucking up exactly and through like exactly you know fumbling the ball right missing the goal and i don't know setting something on fire <laughs> that you didn't mean to fucking do it on fire okay and it's just a metaphor for just right. absolutely wrecking something right it's you know ugh, it's gonna happen inevitably right we can't run away from failure we can't be afraid of it because it's just a fucking it exists yeah and it always will and it'll always be there mm-hmm. and it will follow you and sometimes it's gonna catch up to you it'll grab you by the shoulder and whisper something nasty in your ear. Yeah. And make you uncomfortable. But we have to keep fucking walking. And sometimes, like, yeah, it'll be way back there and we won't be able to see. It'll be around the corner. But the shadow we figure failure will eventually, you know, come up and hug you from behind. Yeah. <laughs> That's a really fucking weird and I kind of drew that out. Um, but I don't know, man. I don't know. How do you feel, man? Let's talk about you. I sometimes perceive... I, per, I, don't, I have, like, a... I sometimes have, like, the wrong idea of failure. I perceive something small, something that shouldn't be considered a failure to be a failure because I have, like, these expectations. Mm-hmm. And definitely, like, we were talking about the three stages way back then. <laughs> Damn, shout out to that episode. Honestly, I love that episode so much. It's sometimes the, I go back and listen to it when I'm at the gym. It's one of the best episodes we've ever made. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah, I It really captured that. the fucking essence of this podcast. And that's I kind agree of what we're that. But, and I've been working on it. Results-based versus progress-based. And me, I like, ugh, you know, ugh, I want all this, like, right now. I want the gratification. I want the, I want the numbers. I want the, I want to know that I made it. Yeah. Right away. After, instead of just like, dude, you fucking did it. Mm-hmm. You did it. It's there. Yeah. And it can't be taken away from you. And I thought it was reassuring what you told me earlier because, you know, today I just released for early access a new collection. I'm still working at Living Alala. I took a, kind of a break. It's been a hiatus. It's been like a month. Mm-hmm. I haven't made any art for a month, which I'm kind of disappointed about. I don't need to be making art at least a couple times a week at least you know get back in the rhythm um but yeah definitely you know you release something and you want everyone to love it right away you want everyone to fucking jump all over it and fucking give me all of their money Mm -hmm. (laughs) because that makes you feel like that rush like fuck like i did it like as a creative like people are accepting me they want what i made and it's selling out and it's making me a living and it's you know, it's it's out there in the world now, and others can discover it, and others can be a part of it, and others can fucking flock to me, to the idea of me. Mm-hmm. And being a small business owner, being a small name, um, you're not gonna get those instant fucking results. You're not gonna get like sold out shows. You're not gonna get like your collections gone in ten minutes. You're not gonna get your fucking runway show right away. Right. But it can happen. It doesn't have to happen today or tomorrow or even next week or even this year. Yeah. But as long as you're fucking persistent and consistent and you give your, you allow yourself to be creative, you're, you're okay with taking your time and with calming the fuck down and just being like good to yourself. You're keeping the ball rolling and, you know, be careful 
because depending on what you do as an artist, it can be expensive. And you don't yeah. want to be in a place where you're no longer able to do your art or do what makes you happy because you're in a financial position that no longer, that kind of blocks you off, you know? For example, bankruptcy, which is the worst of the worst. Or, uh, yeah, it's tough. You get better. And right. Especially as an right. artist, man, it's, it's hard, you know? You need that day job. You need that thing to keep you afloat, you know? Like, It's distracting. Yeah. It's just, it's really fucking distracting mm-hmm. and it makes me feel as though I'm, I'm like forcing myself to be somebody I don't like. Like I, I kind of don't, I don't like who I am in interviews. In like, interviews? Like, like right sh- now. No, this isn't an interview. This is a podcast. Mm-hmm. This is just something. Well, what do you this, mean by interview? Like, like, you mean like job interviews? Yeah. Like in what sense? Like asking me very formal questions and like trying to dissect my experience no that's like, true how do you the, how do you sell yourself to me like how are you gonna be yeah. asked to whatever the fuck i'm doing i think the ideas of interviews are just, like so dumb like i never understood it where like how do you perceive someone's like work ethic by answering like and questions work. like describe a time you were faced with a difficult decision and how did you overcome it overcome it it's just like what there's so much that's that's influenced I mean, there's so much nuance in that situation that just like creates this fucking. You're not gonna get like the right answer every time. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're gonna get you're gonna get like the least nervous person that like can think of something right away. Very, very much. It's it's how to speak, but it's, for me, it's to connect it to like the industry thing that I've been hearing a lot is learning how to pitch and like how to sell stories in Hollywood. It's a lot of times there's amazing filmmakers that are horrible public speakers, and they could be the greatest so and so upcoming director, but if they don't know how to talk to someone and pitch themselves. Like, they don't have the opportunity. And vice versa, there's people that are amazing salesmen that can pitch, but are horrible, like, directors that don't... They just know how to, like, talk themselves up, you know? And it's sad, and it's hard, because, like, very much that's how it is for interviews. Like, someone could be a horrible, you know, potential horrible, like, employee, but they know how to, like, talk and how to be charismatic and this, this, and that, you know? And it's a trait... the other way around, like, you know... Oh, you can't give me a straight answer. You can't give me like a fucking complete sentence. Yeah. You can't name specific examples. You can't like, how are you going to help me at all? And then I hire you and you're the best employee I've had in months, years, ever. Exactly. Of course, that's not a guarantee. And like Mm -hmm. as a hiring manager, if we're being realistic, you're going to want the person that knows how to sell themselves because you're going to feel like you can trust that person. Right. More. It's it's tough. It's tough. And I feel like I, I become someone that... It's too obsessed with perfection. It's too obsessed with like impressions. It's too obsessed with fucking saying the right things at the right time and like hitting all those uh hitting the buzzwords and hitting the fucking <laughs> just like the right notes in the ear, you know? Yeah. And I'm I don't know. I'm I I just want people to I wish people I, could just see me for who I, I am. I think you know? I think the best way the best advice I can give you right now is uh, something that I was gonna bring up earlier, but I decided not to when we were talking about clout chasers and this, this, and that, and like when you're throwing yourself out there meeting people, is I think people can, at least I think I, I don't know from my experience, from what I've seen, and, and I, I've heard this from other people, they can like sniff out the people that are the bullshitters and um, people that are genuine. I think being genuine like makes you stand out, no matter what. That's what I truly believe. Like. No matter what, if you're genuine, it will show, you know? Yeah. And if you care about something, and even though you don't know how to express your words or, like, attitude about it, 
you could generally tell when someone is their heart is in it you know so i think that being said like for interviews like that's what i'm saying like do things that you care about and that you're not sorry <laughs> that you're not um sorry just i'm like drinking this coffee and just anyways um that you're not just doing it for for i mean but then again like i i can't judge like you know if you're doing something for the money and this this and that you know we're all in those situ- we've all been in those situations um then that's when you got to be a salesman but if you think about something you care about and your heart's like genuinely in it like i think you you, you being genuine will show and come out and that's the type yeah. of people that that yeah. in my eyes i'd rather work with someone you tell is genuine passionate even though they're not the best salesman or best you know people's person or charismatic but when they talk about I don't know. I'm trying to think. Whatever they care about. Yeah, whatever they care about. Hardware. They light up, dude. Yeah, it's pretty easy. Exactly. It's yeah, kinda, exactly. That idea. They light up. Yeah. You're like, wow. Exactly. Like, let me like, let me talk all about it. You're like, yeah, I like that. I like that energy. I like that enthusiasm. Yeah. Like we're yeah. not that charismatic, but we're just lighting up because we like talking about what we know, what we like. You know. I'm charismatic. I'm fucking. <laughs> <laughs> um, Speak for yourself, right? <laughs> <laughs> me, this in real life, we're just all quiet huh i hate everything um yeah it's tough i've never liked it in writing cover letters and shit we've talked about this too many times just like the professional the interviews <laughs> and but i mean man day, you, you know what money, at the know? end of the day i need some fucking money and you do meet a lot of people through working even just like jobs you don't give a fuck about that's just like what it is what it is you can still meet like fantastic people that make yeah. the job. That's true. Like at my last job, everybody was so just significant to me. Mm-hmm. Like they made such a fucking impact on my life. From like, like top to everybody. I wouldn't. Say, I don't want to say top to bottom because right. like seems to imply a hierarchy. Mm-hmm. Literally all across the board. Just everybody was so cool. I agree with that. I remember my first job when I worked at Wendy's. Shout out to Wendy's, <laughs> the fast food chain. I, I worked with um, these, and it's weird to say this, but I mean, again, I was like 15, 16. I've never like been around, you know, these two gentlemen that worked the grills at Wendy's and they were like in their late forties, you know, they were immigrants from El Salvador and Guatemala. And, you know, I, I could say now I generally became friends with them. You know, I would even say they kind of became a sense, a bit of mentors for me, you know, even though, you know, they're they weren't in film obviously or or you know wanting to do all that but just being exposed to older people and really just like talking to them and getting to know people that you wouldn't in a normal you know in high school in a normal situation is just it opens your eyes and it yeah like like what you said you learn so much about life just from talking with people and you wouldn't you would never be around that situation unless you didn't unless you yeah you know didn't work there yeah in my in my case i started to care more about the job because of the people i worked beside yeah and that was, yeah, no, I'm so blessed to have had that experience. I've moved on from it. <laughs> um, of course, you know, they tell me, you know, it's it's, it's here if you want it back, which yeah. really just, you know, hits, hits me in the heart in a good way, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But it's just, yeah, I don't know. I want to say I'm, I, I have no intention of coming back, but it's, it's just, hard. I don't want to say it's it so hard. And then not to do what I always do, which a lot of people call me out on. And I was telling you about it, and I'm going to talk about it because I'm kind of going to spoil it. There's this one film I just watched. It's called Cinema Paraíso. And I told you to watch it because I think it's what we're going through right now. Which, not to spoil a lot of things, but it's about... I shouldn't even said the title. I should have just told you what it was about. That way it won't ruin it for people. But 
It's about this boy that grows up in this village. We can bleep it out, bro. <laughs> yeah, I'll bleep it out. Yeah, I'm gonna bleep it out. So no one knows what this title is. Okay. Um, <laughs> you, have to find, you have to find it yourself. Yeah, it's about this boy. I'm gonna be very vague then. That way you can't tell. It's about this boy in a village. And he grows up there. He gets a sense of family from the community. This, this, and that. Finds a girl of his dreams. So, and so. And it gets to the point where that girl, like, leaves. You know? And... He's heartbroken and whatnot, and his mentor, that's an older guy again, like 50, and he's like 17, 18, tells him to, that he, he should leave, that leave, and it's a small little village he, he's from, leave and like don't ever look back, because he's like sees his potential he has in him, and he has the work ethic, he has the, the what we talk, what were we talking about, the, where he glows up about what he's passionate about, that, it's a big thing in the film, so I'm not going to say what it's about, but, um, yeah, moral of the story is that in the film, he leaves. He leaves this community because he can't grow and do what he wants to do there. And he goes out there, and yeah, it's just about him going to the right against community and being around the right people around you that nurtures him to then when he comes back when he's a lot older for the funeral of his mentor, which is a really sad thing. Um, yeah, he's like this like big hotshot so-and-so, and like in a sense, he still represented and never turned his back on his people or his community by going and following his, his dreams and his passion and representing them with within him you know and yeah just you know carry those people with you and and i think that's what makes him even more happy especially now when i talk to people from like back home that they're like oh you're doing this this and that they're like oh i'm so proud of you like this this and that and it's just like you know i'm doing what i'm passionate about for i mean in my specifically oh for me specifically it's like more about a whole immigration standpoint where it's like i'm doing what i'm passionate about and care about because people before me never had the opportunity to do that and like you know they had a valid excuse why they couldn't but when it comes to me it's like every day it's like what excuse do i have i don't have an excuse you know it's just me being lazy which is then i snap and i'm like i'm not gonna be lazy like i'm a Go volunteer here, volunteer that, go do research this, research that, you know, work this, work that. I think that's something that has uh it has both incredible potential and dark potential. That dark, exact thing like that the you, Batman. Dark potential, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the pressure of the immigrant. Or the pressure yeah. of the first generation. Yeah. And I can see that. That's well, something that's like, you know, on one hand you can use it to motivate you. Like, yeah. yes, you know what? Some people, people before me, sacrificed everything that they have Yeah. to put me here, mm -hmm. to raise me up here. Yeah. So that we can have this life that we are currently living. Yeah, yeah. And by that same, by that, literally that same <laughs> thought process, it can be like, holy shit, like, how am I gonna, like, am I worth it? Am I enough? Like, can I continue this, this path of, like, sacrifice and like resilience and strength and willpower yeah like can i keep up with what they might expect of me like we didn't leave our country so you could fucking uh i don't know paint right. <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> so you could like fucking sing songs shout out to shit. all the painters out there <laughs> which is horrible because yeah I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a painter but but That's again what I'm saying. like i feel it's like yeah. oh like what did you want me to do did you want right. me to like be a fucking astronaut 
you want me to be a doctor? Right. Well, I mean, to that, that goes to, to say, like, I think my experience is a little bit different just because I feel like my parents always encouraged me to do what I wanted to do and what I was passionate about. And in my eyes, I took that as um, doing what I'm passionate about. <laughs> yeah. I was going to try and say something else with that. It came out way more simpler than I thought. But, yeah, I mean, I could definitely see, like, the other side where it's, like, maybe people are pressuring to be, like, a doctor or this or that. But there's not really much much of a point in kind of bringing that up because it's not exactly relevant to what we're talking about. But yeah. it, there always exists that, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's for sure that, that counter thing. It's, it's, and, and I'm, you know, I was lucky enough to never have felt that way because, right. like, you, like you just said, I was encouraged to do what I wanted to do mm-hmm. and to explore and to kind of... Uh, if I feel like I should go down a path, you know, walk it a little bit. Yeah. And if it sucks, turn around. Right. Try something else. Yeah. Because I mean, there's nothing worse than wasted time. And wasting time occurs when you continue to do something that you dislike for too long. And you know it's too long. It's been too long. I agree with that. It's like fuck. Yeah. I think <laughs> I think um what I was describing is as I agree, it's it is a, a rabbit hole and it can get dark. And I definitely think it's I think it's, I think it all just comes down to like staying true to yourself and like what you care about and who you are, you know? And shout out to literally everybody doing that. Yeah, exactly. It's like, yeah, I'm a motherfucking painter. Yeah. I make dope shit. Exactly. Sorry, grandma. Yeah. Or even like, thanks, yeah. grandma. You know, it's like the same, it's the yeah. same thing. Yeah, no, because I, I will but say, yeah, yeah I will. I don't think we have to go down the, the, the path of generational trauma and other yeah. things, <laughs> all that shit. But, but shout out to everyone that is going through that. And it's like, I see you and keep doing what you want to do. Yeah, that's all I'm gonna that's say. Nice. Be somebody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but man, LA. <laughs> how how do LA's, you feel? Like how have LA you been? Well, wait, talk. Go back. We were talking about your line, and then we went down this rabbit hole of. I don't even know what rabbit hole we went down, but Just we started talking about going, everything going on right now. Yeah, like how I've been feeling. Um, yeah, talk about your line, dude. Dude, I'm so excited for this new line. You know why? Because it's inclusive. You know why? Because I've broken the barrier. I've torn down the wall and that industry wall, disruptor and that <laughs> time 100 <laughs> time 100 <laughs> I've broken down the wall of my own personal expectations and what I really really want the brand to be mm-hmm. because and what is that someone that I talked to said it in such a way you know I already kind of thought about this and I agreed with him when he said it but it was just like why does your brand have to be one thing why does your brand have to be like rigid and straightforward and okay the first time I see it, I know exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. I have so many ideas and not all of them fit into perfect categories. Yeah. And so for now, I've tried to split it into two categories. <laughs> I have two lines now under the same the umbrella that is my brand. Mm-hmm. One line is dedicated to the clothing, the art that I feel perfectly, well, not perfectly, but more more faithfully as a representation of the brand as like this is a movement that I'm creating for myself this is something like I wanted to define as the vision the vision (laughs) the vision (laughs) like this falls in line with pushing the brand forward yeah and the other line can push the brand forward as well but the other line is kind of dedicated just like I'm just making this because it's fun Mm -hmm. I'm just fucking around at this point yeah like this is dope like oh Mm -hmm. I'm thinking of a design does it look cool yeah, it kind of does. Okay, throw it up there. It's no pressure. Yeah. The stakes, you know, as an owner, the stakes are always kind of there as a business owner. But uh, 
I don't feel like, oh, I gotta make a, I gotta make something groundbreaking. Oh, I gotta like, I gotta show out like we were talking about. I'm just here to show up and make something fun and uh, make it colorful even, and just like have it there and have it be inclusive. Yeah. Because the other half of the line, those are like the the super nice products. Like those are imported. They're fucking hundred percent cotton. They're heavy, and they're some of them are painted individual one of one pieces. Yeah. And once I learn how to sew, then that's gonna be a little bit better. Yeah. <laughs> like upcycled material. Mm-hmm. Make it like designer. I say that in quotes for now because I'm not a fully fledged designer quite yet. Yeah. I'd like to be though. Mm-hmm. Um. And the other half is inclusive because the prices are lower, and it's just like having fun we don't make too great of compromise on quality because i don't want that either this has always been about making the clothes i want to wear and that includes clothes that last yeah so despite its more accessible price the lowest being ten dollars like you can buy a fucking t-shirt for ten dollars whoa <laughs> who wouldn't want to buy a t-shirt for ten dollars yours today yours today at liminalaw.com slash t-shirt and uh that is because you know, it can be done. Mm-hmm. And I'm not looking to really make a profit off of the shirts that are like 10 bucks. It's more just like, yeah, here's an introduction. Like, check it out. It's still a cool design. Mm-hmm. It's still going to be a nice t-shirt. And, uh, yeah, I really, I really fuck with it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a dope line, man. Right now, um, we're going to throw some inches. Bomb! 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 And then... <laughs> Other people have been seeing it. Yeah. They've been reaching out like, this mm-hmm. is fucking sick. Yeah. Like, no, like, man, I'm, I'm telling even, you. I'm not even saying that like as a friend. Like, if, this is cool. If you, people can, people are attracted to you when you're genuine and like pour your heart out to art and, and pieces and, you know, people flock to it that, that like also care about it, you know, and that's, mm-hmm. that's what I'm saying, man. Like, this is genuine. Like, this isn't trying to ride any, any waves or trying to take any trends from other stuff. It's just like, this yeah. is what I see and like, you know, this is me, and it's, it's like, also it's I the like first that. it's the first time in the brand's history that I'm consistently selling to strangers. Like I don't wow. I don't know these people. Yeah, just buying my shit. That's sick. Like, Shout cust- out to all those strangers. I have customers in Texas. I have customers in California. I Shout out Texas in, in New York. Shout out New in- York. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have international customers quite yet, but that's gonna be fun. One but day. one day though, one day. Yeah. yeah. Damn. DHL. DHL. <laughs> Shout out DHL. Um. I feel good. It's just there's pressure because, damn, like if it doesn't work out, I I'm like I said, I'm gonna have to give everybody their money back. Oh, well, do you want to explain that or no? That's a whole technical thing. I need at least a minimum amount of demand, right? Because I I don't want to like sink with this collection. Mm-hmm. And the way I was operating the business before, I would be sinking before I'd be, right? You know, swimming up, right? Mm-hmm. But because I was so small and because I wasn't actively like pursuing the best and latest marketing efforts and I actually wasn't fucking trying to grind all the time. Yeah. Then, uh, I would be sinking further and further down because I'd make all the product and there was no, almost no demand. Mm -hmm. So then all of a sudden my room is full of a bunch of fucking clothes that can fill a whole warehouse and they're just there and no one's buying them. Mm -hmm. And now I'm having a hard time selling it. Um, so discovering more about like my customer base and like what do they care about and what are they comfortable paying? Mm-hmm. Like yeah, some people have bought the more expensive items, but that's kind of that's a little more rare. Yeah. But it seems a lot more people are interested in 
the items that are not going to be that big of an investment you know mm-hmm. um which is cool yeah it was very cool it definitely it's helping me to be here neither there nor he nor neither here nor neither there here nor there i told the the guy that bought this that it was a one of one piece mm. and that is because i'm the only one that owns the others <laughs> so <laughs> shout out to that guy that bought the one it's, e- it's either me the owner or you know a customer yeah and yeah no shout out darian shout out darian um damn dude la but, but i think it's dope dude i think <laughs> like from here on out man i don't i don't see and i, I don't really say this to you because I'm not one to like fucking make ourselves like all cocky and like, uh, like, dude, like the, the brand's going up from here on out, man. I see it, bro. And I'm here with you every day. So I see you like grinding. You've really been helping me a lot, a lot with that shit. And I know it, it kind of gets annoying when you're like, dude, I'm just trying to grind all the time. Like again, bro. Like, can we just like fucking, I don't know, chill, but I've been chilling for too long. And like, yeah, we were joking about it. Like, like, oh, if you, you want to chill, you should stay home. <laughs> Which is kind of a toxic thing to say, but I think it's kind of no. Funny. No, no. I, I will say this a hundred percent, like being transparent. But like we're not, I, we're not here to fucking. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like we're not here for that reason. We're here for other reasons. <laughs> but I will admit, because people have told me this, I do think that overworking is bad. You know, and I understand sometimes I have a toxic trait of like. Well, don't you remember burning out much. in college? Yeah, I burned out like crazy in college, but. But yeah, I mean, like, in the end of the day, man, it's just like, it really just kind of comes down to how bad do you want it, you know? And it's kind of like, you know, just do the work and yeah. How do you expect to see the progress if you don't do the work, you know? The dream demands your full dedication. Yeah. In one way or another. Like, if you can't dedicate time, then you have to dedicate some kind of fucking, I don't know, some kind of energy to it. That's what I'm saying. Like, people, like something, something. Yeah, like, like you want it every fucking day. People like like us have to work twice as hard. You're gonna fall short to stay afloat in our day job and then do our passion on the side. You know? Yeah. Like I didn't have a grant for this shit. Like if someone gave me half a million dollars to start a brand, then the, the fucking what, <laughs> what's, what's all that, dude? Yeah. Like yeah, that's cool. Mm-hmm. But you're already ahead of so many other people, and like exactly. you can already do so much cooler shit. Exactly. And I'm like not cooler, but more like more developed shit. Yeah. Right off the fucking bat, then someone that's just like, "Oh, I have a clothing brand idea. I'm gonna yeah. throw like, how much does it cost? Damn, that much? Okay, well I have like a hundred bucks. You can get started with a hundred bucks. You won't get very far with a hundred bucks, but you can get started. But it's a start, yeah. It's a fucking An exposure start. to that industry, and you learn. You mm-hmm. know, like your first, you know, manufacturer. You know what he does with a hundred bucks. Like, yeah. what same as minimum? What material he uses? What? sewing technique does he use how many strands like this this and that you know my goal for the from now until the end of the year is to become profitable even by like a dollar i don't mm-hmm. know just something get out of the fucking red mm-hmm. and get into the green <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's possible though that's the thing yeah yeah it very much is and i just have to just have to keep at it and i have to work harder than i ever have before but it feels good because not only do i have the right company but i like it here man it's tough to be here. And I think it, uh, that's what I've been needing. Mm-hmm. Get out of my fucking nest. I really miss my family. But it's what I needed to do. It's what we've been talking about for two years now. More than two years. 
and yeah i've been i've been submitting myself i've been getting auditions literally right oh, yeah, talk about that right out the fucking gate bro yeah, like I, yeah. i'm here for that reason only like of course you know if my brand blows up here and i can like do that full time and you know being in la made me a more successful business owner than fuck yeah like i'll keep doing that but the number one reason for being here is because of acting and i haven't started taking classes yet i'll probably research that and maybe within a year get started why but not now though i don't have the money right now okay that's fair because <laughs> so that'd be all inspirational what's stopping you right now but see that's what i'm saying being realistic and being like yeah like we're out here all preaching like this this and that but like yeah i mean if you don't have the money then be cool. realistic but don't let it die yeah exactly like do Try your, something like do your day job like save up money but like still constantly like you can still read books you can still listen to i mean we we listen to uh hollywood reporters like uh ra- the actors round table. actors round table there you go i'm like spacing out round table all the time like you can still learn learn like watch watch a film every day you know yeah um but i mean literally right out the fucking gate i've been here just over two weeks i've been submitting myself to dozens of projects yeah and i've already gotten more than like more than a handful of auditions like people asking me for like can you send us a tape hey we like your look we think it could be a good fit can you send us a tape mm-hmm. and yeah you've been helping me out <laughs> yeah i think i think your perspective is especially valuable because i mean you've directed yeah and so it helps me kind of get out of my shell it's cool too cool it's cool too because it like it's itching my uh it's making me itch to want to direct again which is good because i've been like very much in a <laughs> let me pause like i need to work on my craft like get it become a better writer to then become a better director like this this and that but directing you even on on auditions i'm like hmm you know it's it's yeah it's cool it's cool like like that one scene we did that like took us like probably 30 minutes but by the end we got in i was like that's it that's it that was fun that was cool that was a lot of fun yeah and i think it also flexes your your creative muscles because some scripts are better than others yeah exactly <laughs> you know, what what can you do with the material that you have mm-hmm. and yeah i can feel it i can yeah. feel it growing that's that that sounds weird i can feel <laughs> yeah I i'm know working on it yeah i'm working on it yeah yeah you know uh-huh and yeah so far so good uh it's kind of a funny place that we're in shout out my aunt Shout out to Hannah. Shout out my aunt Hannah. Uh, she this is her spot in Chinatown. She gave it to us for the month of June. Um, honestly, it hasn't been easy, but this has been like a low stakes introduction, like a landing pad, like we talked about, and yeah, it's been good. So lots yeah. of changes. We'll talk about it more in depth. Do in you have weeks. a? Yeah, I was about to say, what's your? Uh, let me put you on let me put you on let me put you on to the fucking city (laughs) Um, it's so it's so weird to like to be here and to think about everything that i've read about the city over the years you know people's anecdotes and fucking personal yeah that's what an anecdote is personal experience and um their opinions and even like their gatekeeping stay out of la you don't want to come here traffic fucking sucks gas sucks the city sucks <laughs> literally everything sucks it's like why are you still there then fucking hey mm-hmm. and 
it being so expensive yet fucking 14 million people make it work okay like yeah i'm not gonna say it's cheap but it's not completely out of this world either yeah it's not just like a city of the rich mm-hmm. so damn lots of i haven't i've barely seen anything i feel like I've, I've i haven't even scratched the fucking surface bro like i've been writing down like places and like i have a little list going yeah like coffee shops brunch spots breakfast spots dinner spots clubs uh bars fucking beaches places to see and there's so much there's so so much i don't i almost don't even know where to start i feel like i could walk in any direction and end up at like something cool I don't want to walk though. <laughs> I'll drive in any direction. <laughs> yeah. Um. Barry season three. Barry as a show. Period. Barry as a show. It meant a lot to me when I first started watching it because like wanting to be an actor and then kind of like this really funny premise of an assassin, yeah. trained assassin, like finding himself through an acting class. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. just like the acting tropes and the kind of just like uh. Like, the parody, the satirical takes on acting classes and young amateur actors and the industry itself and L.A. as a city and just all this other shit. It's both realistic and completely, like, wow. This is imaginative. Mm -hmm. Almost magical. So, Barry, Bill Hader. Check it out. I think, um, shout out to Trader Joe's. I think. <laughs> I thought you were about to say shout out to Drake. <laughs> Trader Joe's. That man don't need any more it's, attention. Sorry. <laughs> been been shopping there for the first time, honestly, like really my whole life. I never really went to Trader Joe's really? before. Yeah, no, not really. Well, yeah, you were kind of guy. Right? Yeah, I lived in the opposite side of town, wherever there was a Trader Joe's where we lived. Like, completely opposite. Like, we didn't go over there. Were you hungry? No, in Santa Fe. Yeah, yeah. Complete opposite. Mm. Um,. Shout out to Bad Bunny <laughs> his, and his album. Check it out. I'm sure you number one album right now. So probably check it out. Yeah, so nothing underground, bro. Nothing underground, <laughs> huh? It's in the sky. It's too underground. <laughs> um, damn. I want to recommend this film, but I feel like if I recommend it, it's gonna be pretty obvious what film I was talking about earlier. Then recommend a different one that you've been watching. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. Um. How about, I don't know, someone that's interested in filmmaking? What's someone? Like a, whoever's interested in filmmaking right now, like, who looks up to you and what you do? Like, what Don't would you look up to me. <laughs> what, would you, what would you recommend they watch Um, right now? Watch anything that that you want to watch. Okay. That's the thing. As long as you're, like, watching stuff, that's all that matters, you know? Because even, even if, like... I cause, guess so. Because, right. like, there's people that, be, that are like, oh, if I'm going to do film, I want... And this and I, it's funny because I get this from my friends where when they want to talk about films with me, they're like feel like they have to talk about the academy award winners like this this and that this prestige stuff where oh, it's like, like foreign films that no one's ever heard of. yeah it's like no like it's not what it's about like <laughs> if you shit. if you like like funny like buddy cop films like yeah watch all the buddy cop films that are out there so that you can learn how to do a buddy cop film you know like watch do, the best ones and watch the worst ones. yeah watch like what doesn't watch what you want to do you know yeah, like, yeah. what are you interested in yeah, check it exactly. out don't fucking follow the path don't be all trendy and shit yeah like if you, you can watch like Citizen Kane that people regard as like the best film ever and say oh I hate it that was boring like that's fine that's not your genre like watch what you want to watch yeah exactly 
exactly i think it's important to kind of like note those films and check them out for yourself and exactly. think about why they're regarded yeah. the way that they are i agree with that for sure but if at the end of the day you're like this was fucking why then yeah have that opinion mm-hmm. think about it yeah and then if you want to be a filmmaker think about the films you want to make anything really anything creative even anything like let's say you're not creative at all we keep talking so much about like creative people those of you that are interested in stem <laughs> interested in business shout, shout out to stem shout out the accountants out there you've been creative with excel but um <laughs> <laughs> you know look i don't know be ambitious bro exactly think about the next level what do you want to do what impact do you want to make it doesn't have to be fucking creative i agree with that as long as you're as long as it like fires you up gives you that reason you know exactly and just like ah, like i want to do this man just just find joy in each day shout out my mom because she gave me these magnet these refrigerator magnets um they're so live laugh love but it reminds me sometimes you need to live i need to live i need to laugh and i need to love so we're finding the joy in each day exactly all right all right that was a good episode this is the be somebody podcast we love all of you uh radio los angeles (laughs) (laughs) check Uh, out the new drop at lemonalala.com yeah we'll link all that uh and uh we're all, we're also gonna link Enrique's like letterbox recommendations or my letterbox, letterbox. <laughs> <laughs> like something. Yeah, check out my IMDb. <laughs> oh my god! And uh, no, we'll catch you guys on the next one. So we'll tell you more about the city itself. I haven't really, we didn't really do that here, but there's more time. All right, take care, y'all.